Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. Okay, welcome back to Ag Credit Set It. This is Brenna Finnegan, and I am here with Phil Young in the Norwalk FSA, or Farm Service Agency office. Hi, Phil. How's it going? Hey, Brenna. Doing good. How are you? How you been? Long time. I haven't I know. actually sat down and done a podcast with you in quite a while. It was like maybe pre-Christmas before we've, since we've sat down and done something like oh, this. Oh, wow. It probably maybe. was, actually. I think yeah. so. But Good to be back. Yes, it is. And we've got a good good topic today or and a good group of people here with us um, to kind of go through what it's like to diversify your farm and also the process of bringing your children into the operation and including them and getting them uh, involved so that way your your operation goes forward smoothly <laughs> rather than some operations we you know we've all probably seen the the devastation of a transition that's probably gone wrong so but we are here with uh, Dawn and Matt Thayer and their daughter Maddie uh, they are farmers up in Erie County and I will go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves and give us a little background on your farm and your operation um, hi, my name is Dawn, and we started farming. We started our operation, uh, gosh, right out of college. So uh, we've we've built it up, and I'm I'm fine working hard. And I've told him like I don't want to work hard my whole life. So we're always <laughs> looking for, uh, you know, what's the at the end? What's the end goal <laughs> to have a su- successful farm? Um, Matt and, um, yeah, we, we started, uh, actually milk cows when we first started back in probably 2022. No, I'm sorry. 2002. Yeah. And, uh, that's a pretty big gap. Yeah, Yeah. it is. (laughs) We graduated college and started milking cows. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yep. And then, uh, we have transitioned into other ventures and now we don't have the cows anymore, but our main thing is feeding out cattle. But then we have also added multiple facets to the our farm. Nice. Can you kind of walk through what are the other what the other facets are? Yep. So with our daughter, we wanted to give her some. Um, basically, I said you have two choices: you can get a job, or you can grow something on the farm to to learn and to make money. And so we started out. With we called it Maddie's mom. She started doing mums probably three, four years ago, um, and it has gone very well. Um, and then we have since added strawberries and sweet corn and melons and all sorts of everything you sell at at a, at a farmer's market. And so that has gone very well. Like I said we did that for a learning experience, and also instead of getting a job. You can see you can stay home and still do all the fun things you want to do during high school and whatnot while still learning something and, and earning money. We also we have Correct Crop Farm, which is pretty typical of most of your clients. We have started a feed business with Kent Feeds, which kind of goes into the whole with our livestock. It it meshes well with that and we'll go along with the roadside market to expand what Maddie can do and sell to make money 
And uh, nice. finally, a couple years ago, a neighbor down the street, they were getting out of a cattle and sheep operation. And so a neighbor and I went together and bought that operation out. Works well. That person only wants to be in it for about 10 years, knowing that they're going to retire from farming. And so they pretty much manage that, and I just help when it needs extra help. But I got into that knowing in 10 years, that's the perfect time for my kids to then take over his spot. It's not really for that business is definitely not for me. It is really for my kids if they want it. And at that point, the other person will be ready to retire and they can just take it over. That's kind of what we have going on. Nice. You're not busy at all, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, right. That's so awesome. the, the breakdown kind of, you have like about five different little projects. Well, they're not little, but five <laughs> projects that go along with them all. So obviously we start with like the cattle part. You mm-hmm. said you had a dairy to begin with, mm-hmm. and now you have just the feedlot. So how many head do you guys uh, run in the feedlot? So the steers, when we, we uh, then that this has all gone through a lot of changes, but when we first got a milking, um, we had a, a chance to raise calves from 350 pounds to 800 pounds, and we were selling them basically being a grower for my wife's family. And then um, we decided, well, it would be better for everybody if we just had our own operation and, and finished them out ourselves. So that was is going well and this past year we we've put up a barn to increase what we were doing but we've also had opportunity i now have a calf grower who gets um holsteins in as bottle calves and he gets them weaned and then we take them so now we have really now we're basically getting vertically integrated from day old calves all the way until the finished product so that that whole part of the operation has changed a lot in the last two, three years as well. But that that's our main business. And with the crops, the crops basically all go into the the cattle. We're an end user of our corn and and crop products. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So then now you also have the roadside stand and market. Mm-hmm. So we we know that Maddie's gonna be coming involved with that. And that's her her pet project, right? Well, it's not really. It's I keep saying like small it's, stuff, yeah. and it's not it small. Really. It's like, not small. It's not small. <laughs> so. It started small three years ago with just. We started with eight hundred. Eight hundred moms. Yeah, we started with okay. eight hundred moms three years ago, and what do we? How many moms did we order this year? Two thousand, close to two thousand moms. So, yeah. And, and then and then we have. Now we have a half acre of strawberry, say a half acre. That's not very much, but it is when it comes to how much you can grow from a half acre of strawberries and the labor that it takes oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. do that. And then the sweet corn and the melons, it's all... In order for us to expand, land is very hard to come by. For everybody, it's expensive. It's difficult. Um, so in order, if you want to bring somebody back... You have to diversify a little bit and do some specialty crops that can bring in a lot of money on a little bit of acreage. Because if it takes 600 acres for somebody to crop farm to make a living, most of the time 600 acres doesn't just come out of the air. Mm -hmm. Okay, So if you want your kids to come back, 
you need to be expanding, and that is one way that we are able to do that. And I'm assuming it helps with cash flow timing-wise and everything, too. I mean, like, I mean, most grain farmers, you're not getting your income till towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. obviously, towards the end of the growing season and whatnot. But, like, this is, I mean, when do you guys open the, the roadside stand normally? Strawberries. So when we start picking strawberries, we're going to open that. So that could be the end of May or the beginning of June, depending on when we're picking berries. And then um, it kind of there's a lull in July um, so far. We might put some more crops in there, but we're also getting ready for fair. Uh, and then it will pick back up when we have the mums. So that's just kind of at. Well, and the other thing that you understand, so we're talking about Madeline, but she's only 17. She's going to be graduating with an associate's and, and, her, and her high school diploma all at the same time. So this is, if she wants to take this much further, she can. It's very conducive. Like we have a lot of ideas and a lot of things. So once she, if she wants this to be her thing and, and for her to make a living off of it, there's a whole lot of room to expand, a whole flowers. There's lots of room to expand. Right now we're just focusing on what we can accomplish. But when once she's out of school, then she can take it as big or as little as she wants. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be something. If you if you do kind of go on to college, it'd be, it's a great kind of summer gig, even for the college, like college years too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, good timing for that. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see her, but she's shaking her head. Yeah, she's like, yeah, <laughs> right. Right now. yeah. Yeah. Well, and if something happens and she doesn't want to, we have – other kids, so <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we're, not putting, yeah. we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, but we want to give them an opportunity if they want to. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Speaking of the other kids, you have two other two children, boys, two boys yeah. right? And yep. what are their ages? Emerson is 14 and Mason is 11. Okay, so what are their interests? <laughs> Emerson, he is, um, he's got the brain of an engineer. Like he's always wondering why things work. So he's, we're, we're kind of gearing him up to be our accountant, <laughs> <laughs> kind of gearing him. He loves math. He loves to work in, in things in yes and no. It, his world is very much black and white and and sometimes I work in the gray aspect and he doesn't always, he doesn't <laughs> like that. So he likes things that have a definite answer. And then Mason, he is, um, he's our wild card. <laughs> he's pretty sure that he's just going to run everything when he gets older. So he's, uh, he's the bronze of the, of the operation. So we got Madeline, hopefully is the beauty. And then Emerson's the brains and Mason's the bronze of when we're sitting back in retirement yeah, just yeah. drinking. <laughs> I think Mason sat with me at the fair on Kids Day or okay. whatnot when we were doing the yeah. all the the stations for the Kids Day, mm-hmm. and he oh he is a trip and a half. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. And he's probably old, younger than some of the kids that he's teaching about agriculture, yeah. and he is just like he loves that aspect of oh when a kid could not get oh that's a that's a horse oh he, and he didn't they didn't get it oh man. He let them know, no, yeah. no, that is that's the horse, <laughs> you know, or whatever. It was really quite quite cute. He's very informative for <laughs> as, as young as he is and whatnot. So that's good. That's really good. Um, so then, you know, obviously we talked about the roadside stand, uh, the feed store. Um, I know this is in the midst of getting started, correct? <laughs> yeah, this so, is a little baby. <laughs> yep. 
So what's what's kind of the the plan for that? Well, the plan is well, a it fits right up our alley with the cattle, so it it works for us for keeping some costs down. But the other part of that is, so we're built we're actually building a market on a, on a different piece of property around the corner from us to make it very easy for people to come in and, and get their fruits and vegetables or mums and whatever it is they want. Now the the feed store it'll be part of that and that's just another reason for somebody to stop and so they might be able to get multiple things there it's just and it's not meant to be like you're making a killing off of it but it's meant to just help with the whole the whole market the whole everything there now you have like another kind of a value drawing. add yeah right to them, yeah. so it's helping yeah. a lot on my end of the business but at the same time for madeline if she has this market and it's getting bigger now she there's a reason for somebody to come and it, maybe a little additional profit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so get my vegetables along with the feed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the barn groceries that you need to. Get a little cat food, <laughs> a little strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. So, so obviously, you know, with the diversifying everything and getting all these different avenues put together, I mean, what prompted the whole, let's expand. Let's, <laughs> let's, Let's try this and see what happens. How did you guys go about that whole process? Well, I, I'd say it's, it's uh, let's say, it's my dream that everybody can come back. Now, that's not to say if my kid has an opportunity to go away and, and do some, you know, they have this great opportunity to go away, then absolutely. I want what is best for them. But if I can make make it nice and uh, profitable enough for everybody to stay close. That that's my, that's my end goal. That's why we're doing this. Even now, if I buy something and it's going to take twenty years to pay off, I'm retiring at twenty years. Okay, it's really not about me at this point because yeah, maybe for my retirement, but not. It, it's really about keeping my kids close if we can. If and and you cannot do that if a you're not profitable and b you're not big enough. And so that's why we're expanding some things now so that by the time the kids are of age, they can, they can come back if they want to. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are not ready for that, then, then the farm isn't profitable and it will not work. So you're really ben- building your legacy. Yeah, and we've talked to the kids about it a lot. We're very open about expanding the farmer's market, the strawberries, what they like to do. We want their input. We want them to be involved, even though they're teenagers. (laughs) But we want them. Complaining the whole way, right? Yes. (laughs) Like, you will smile. You will like this. (laughs) Put a smile while you do chores, right? (laughs) Well, that's great. I mean, I love hearing uh, stories like that with, you know, wanting to keep the kids involved. And I think that a lot of families these these days have a hard time making that decision or willing to take that leap mm-hmm. to expand because yes, it costs money. Mm-hmm. We know that. And it's also committing to a lot more work. Yeah. But like knowing that on the flip side of all of that effort, that there is the legacy there mm-hmm. for somebody to grow upon mm-hmm. with, I guess. Well, and, and the other thing why we're so open with them is because at the end of the day, we want everybody getting together and still getting along, family still getting together. We, we've seen it so often, you know, where it doesn't, 
people have these ideas in their mind, the succession planning doesn't go how they thought it should, and now they no longer talk to other family members, or mm-hmm. like we don't want that. We're tr- if if you lay out your plan throughout the entire time, then everybody knows what's going to happen. You know, we're all going to make decisions and make changes, but at least everybody can, at the end of the day, still get along. Mm-hmm. Well, they're probably more willing to pitch in and give that effort to help make it more because, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing too. You know, mm-hmm. like I want to make it. Ship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, I guess I, and I, I've talked to people all the time that are, are wanting to kind of diversify, but they're, you know, it is kind of scary, right? You're doing <laughs> yeah. something you've ne- maybe never done before or maybe yep. you've just dabbled in. Do you guys have any advice for somebody who's maybe they've done row crops their entire life and they're like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start this operation or this little, maybe it's small, mm-hmm. but any words of wisdom since you've done it multiple times, how to take that leap or just do it, just do it. Just, yeah. just <laughs> do it. Have faith in yourself. Yeah. You can do it and, and start, do a little bit at a time and see how it goes. We're constantly evolving. And every, every year with the mums, we take notes and we put it on our phone to what varieties we, we like the, the pots that we used, everything that when we fertilized them, and we just are constantly evolving. And same thing with the strawberries. We're taking notes nice. of the varieties so you can change. Because I think if you don't evolve, you die out. Yep. So if someone's thinking in the back of their mind that they want to try something, do it. <laughs> yeah. well, the other thing in. is you need to take it in small steps. You need to be prepared that it may fail. Hmm. And, and you need to understand that. So don't do it so big that it takes you down. The other thing is there is no grand slam in life. The, you know, the, the strawberries, they bring in a lot of money, but it doesn't, you know, you're, there's no grand slam in life. You have to work through your problems. Anything that comes up, you have to work through it. You're not going to get rich quick. Nothing that we do, <laughs> it, it all takes work, time, and effort. Yeah. And, and maybe don't be afraid of hiccups along the way. Yeah. You know, don't let that be They're like, right. oh, this, this happens. So this means it's not going to, you know, yeah. Just yeah. kind of try to power through those hiccups or little speed bumps. I yeah. think the second year we were yeah. using fertilizer for the moms that was granular. And I burned like 200 moms when we went to move them. And so I had uh, a mentor to help with our moms and I called them and they were, they were helping me through it. We were able to like flush it out of them, but still you, you we end up losing some of them. So then we learned about the liquid fertilizer and that yeah. probably spurred it a little bit faster because I, yeah, I end up burning. Um, <laughs> I would be doing the exact same thing. So, but they would all be dead. <laughs> well, and the other thing is get a mentor, get yeah. somebody. There's, there's lots of people willing, willing to help and give some advice. And, and that is talk to people before you do it. And and there's, there's tons of resources out there. We've got extension. I mean, ag has a lot of, good resources. So talk to somebody who's done it prior to doing it. And mm-hmm. and that's a big, a big help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've heard about the operation, how it's all broke down. When we come back from our commercial break, we're going to dive into the children's involvement, off farm jobs, all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll meet you on the flip side. Somewhere along the way, you fell in love with farming. Then you dreamed you can make a difference by doing what you love. But getting started isn't easy. At Ag Credit, we know the challenges you face in getting your family farm off the ground. That's why our Ag Start loans are designed to help small farms and new farmers when you need it the most. From the beginning. 
We all start somewhere. Start here with an Ag Start loan from Ag Credit. Contact your local office to get started today. Learn more at agcredit.net. All right, and we're back. Wanted to chat a little bit with Dawn. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of the what we call on-farm stuff, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the off-farm stuff. And so we've got a lot of farmers in our portfolio that um, have have in-town jobs, mm-hmm. and wanted to talk about Dawn's because it is very, it's it's definitely is a it's right up your alley, right? You work. Yeah. Tell us about what your job is and who you work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am a farm loan officer for the FSA. Um, the the year we transitioned and realized milking cows was not sustainable anymore, uh, health insurance was skyrocketing. I needed to find an off-the-farm job that had good health insurance. So I was able to get my foot in the door at FSA and kind of worked my way up the ladder with that. And now I'm a farm loan officer, so I can see all of these. I get to help farmers on that aspect too. Not in the magnitude of ag credit does it, um, but we tend to, to see uh, the ones that are starting to uh, get started. And uh, if they had a little hiccup and they need some extra finances, that's kind of where we come in. So I'm, uh, yeah, bring the health insurance to the table <laughs> and, and the benefits and, um, a little bit of the, the stability in that aspect, because the volatility of the farmers or of the farm is always crazy. <laughs> and just FSA knowledge, right? Just having yeah. probably that pool of just, you know, <laughs> yes. all the regulations and all the products and yes. yeah, all that, that, that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're glad Dawn's there because we work <laughs> yeah, right. our yeah. office very closely. Yeah. So it's always nice it's to call and be like, hey, what's going yeah. on? And, <laughs> and then dive into all the stuff that we actually have to dive into. So it is good mm-hmm. to have that partnership between us as Ag Credit and mm-hmm. then with FSA. Mm-hmm. And I know like the beginning farmer yes. programs and, and the, how we can blend them together to help somebody, mm-hmm. you know, build their legacy. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- it's, it's a great thing to work with. So we appreciate that Yeah, very much. Because <laughs> it is hard to start farming. So to have that yeah. little, uh, have something to help the beginning farmers is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so obviously... The off-farm job part, but now coming over to the children's side of things, right? (laughs) So, um, all right, so we do have Maddie here with us also, which uh, she is Dawn and Matt's daughter, who is 17 17 years old. I'll be 18 in July. All right, so with them expanding the farm and bringing in, you know, all these different options for you guys as the kids, what is, I mean, what do you think of it all? How do you, how do you? You know, it's there's a lot of options, and so I'm very grateful for that. Um, I have been, I'm going to have my associates at the end of this month, um, along with my high school diploma. I've been taking classes at BGSU Firelands for two years, and so I think I will have my uh, bachelor's degree in about a year and a half, and I think that is very helpful because even if like all of this doesn't work out there's still options for me um, to go elsewhere. But on the farm, there's a lot. So this plot of land, um, I have been really interested in like aquaponics and greenhouses recently. And so depending on how far we take this, um, you know, we've talked about putting up a greenhouse and, you know, starting our own little aquaponics um, greenhouse. And yeah, so there's just a lot that we can do with it and so it's just figuring out what will work and how we can go about doing that. Well, it's, for you guys, it's good to know that they're willing to take the next step yes. further, right? 
out of curiosity, what's your de- what's your degree in? What are you what are you going to pursue at BG Firelands? Um, no. Communications with a minor in marketing. Our marketing girl over here is like <laughs> thumbs up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> now, with you guys bringing them in, do they each have an interest in a different avenue of the farm? Like, is Mason all about the cows? And you know, obviously, we know mm-hmm. she's all involved with the the market and such. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us a little about, about that, them and their their <laughs> avenues that they want to take. Yeah, that is a good question, and that's why we talk to them so much. Because they're also 11 and 14, so they change their mind like they change their underwear. Some days <laughs> it's more frequent than others. <laughs> okay. So we see their strengths, and even even though they don't verbalize what they like to do, we see what they're, what they do really, really well. So we kind of guide them towards that. And... And they all help in all aspects. We're all out helping Madeline pick the strawberries. They're all helping feed all of the calves and um, helping plant the mums. They do everything. And they've never voiced their concern that they don't like something or that when they grow up, they don't want to deal with the crops or they don't want to deal with the animals. So I think um, that just being able to talk to them about everything and, you know, having them help and then the positive encouragement. Even when they're having a bad day with their fair animals, I'm like, you know, they've come a long way. You've made some real progress. So I think they're they're starting to see that there are it's not always picture perfect, but they can enjoy it. So I don't know if that answered the question or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well and like our youngest, he definitely wants to farm. He's hundred percent wants to be a farmer. Um he wants to get his CDL, he wants to have his own little trucking company, which goes right up our alley because we have commodities coming in, commodities coming out. He sees that as something that we can add, and and he wants to be a truck. I mean, he he wants to have his own trucking company. That's what he tells us. Literally, while we've sat here, we've had two more avenues for you guys to start <laughs> I know, off. right? Like, the greenhouse and now a trucking company. That's nuts. <laughs> Well, you know, he sees that because um, the other thing that any help that we have is all general pretty older. In 10 years, our, our life will be way different. Everybody will be out of school at that point. But any, like I have truck drivers that help me, and they're all going to be 80. You know, the, all this, all these people are, the life is going to change, and we're going to need our younger generation to help us get these things accomplished because we're simply running out of help. And it's even harder to get help these days too. Mm -hmm. Right. We're just lucky that these older generation people are still working. Uh, No, I wanted to kind of just chat a little bit about your involvement with ag credit. Just curious, you know, um, how that's gone, you know, just from, yeah, any type of, you know, how how we've come alongside you or any, any stories of, of kind of anything, I guess, involving ag credit, I guess, curious how that's gone. I think we have a great working relationship with Air Credit. We love our loan officer. She's always very helpful and uh, looking for ways to help us and to take our vision, put it in the numbers, and then take it to the loan analyst and to be able to work through that. So um, having Ag Credit and the open line of communication, when we were thinking about this expansion a year and a half ago, we had brought it up to her that this is this is our goal. You know, this is what we want it to look like in two years. So I think um, that she values that, that, you know, we have this open line of communication. So it's been a great 
working relationship. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Good, good. It probably helps that you're also a loan officer <laughs> and that you, you know exactly what we're going to ask I know for, she probably. Wants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but so many farmers, they, they wait until it's too late and they think they can get it out of the situation before it becomes a situation. And it might not even be a situation, but I think the open line of communication is the best way to go. You know, like if the markets are tanking, talk to your loan officer. I think I'm going to be okay, but what options are there? Because you're going to have the most options when you're kind of teetering and you're going to have the least amount of options when you're in that red. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Hey, (laughs) cash flow's a little tight, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to, we need to maybe look at X, Y, Z, you know, don't be embarrassed by that. You know, yeah. it, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing how many people probably avoid yes. you or, well, it would be us mm-hmm. <laughs> it, when things are going south, mm-hmm. because it's like, they don't want it's admitting it. That's probably the biggest hurdle to jump over Two, It's like strategizing and what thinking that what's going to have to change because people don't like change either. So, mm-hmm. Like thinking of those kinds of things moving forward, and if if that communication isn't there, then mm-hmm. I, I mean the teeter totter just went, mm-hmm. you know, and everything went off to the wayside. So, I mean, the goal would be to have the conversation early with mm-hmm. us, or or in mm-hmm. your position, same yeah. with you, that what can we do to fix or help or you know what needs to shift a little bit. Maybe it is just a little shift, not just a full blown. <laughs> you need to scratch that completely, <laughs> or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so it's definitely great to have the conversations from the get go. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you being in your role and knowing what you know, like the projections and mm-hmm. what you're planning to do and th- forward thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, the forward thinking part's probably going to get you through the most, mm-hmm. um, just because you're constantly, you know, the wheels are turning. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, if something does happen, I mean, it can, it ha- it can happen pretty quickly. Yeah. So the, yeah. the line of communication is very important. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what other opportunities has ag credit provided for you guys in your farm? Well, one of them for us was we were able to go to the top producer conference with a whole busload of people, basically the same age as us, um, young producers, and they took us there, and it was a great learning opportunity. They had a whole lot of speakers there, and it was also very nice to get in a group of like-minded people that are younger, that are they're all of them the same conversations. Well, how do we expand? What can we do to make ourselves more sustainable and and make it to the next level? And that was very nice, and we got that opportunity because. Ag Credit put that on and let us, you know, invited us to go on that bus tour. Well, good. Well, thank you guys. This is the Thayers. Thank you again for joining us. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just awesome to learn about you guys, learn about all your hard work and all your diversification. So thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for inviting us. All right. Thanks for listening to another great episode <laughs> of Ag Credit Said It. Uh, check out our listing of episodes um, anywhere, you, anywhere you find podcasts. I think we're up to 36 plus episodes now. So we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Said It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ag Credit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.